Welcome to episode 16 of Reimagining You, the After Class Chat. And in this last episode of the season, we're taking it back to where it all started and welcoming to the podcast the original After Class crew. Meet Anita, Jo, Melanie, Rachel. To chat with Claire and me. So let's talk about what we've learned from Pilates and what we've learned from each other. We have all just finished a spring wall Pilates class at Claire's studio with the original Tuesday night Pilates crew. So to say we're all a little bit hyped from this episode is an understatement. How are you feeling, Claire? Uh, Well, uh, I am feeling a mixture of excitement, emotion, all of the things, because how nice is it that we're all here and we're alive together? We haven't been together in class for a long time and it feels like the right time to come together and celebrate and do some fun spring wall. Yeah, it's a spring wall class I really love. But for our listeners who might not know what that is, Claire, can you say a little bit more about it? I could tell them all about the sound effects in the class (laughs) of all the moans and groans and huffs and puffs that happen to know. But really, we had such a fun class today because the spring wall is giving you feedback that you don't get in the mat work. So the springs are attached literally to a board on the wall. So we can get the push and pull and the feedback. And did you all enjoy it, ladies? Yeah, Yes. So what was fun was we did some things that we do on the mat and some of the people in the class were finding it more tricky to negotiate the springs (laughs) than it was on the mat. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. So we all met at small equipment mat class, didn't we, on a Tuesday night exactly this time? On the move, yeah. So for many years in person, and then from the start of the pandemic, we went online. Am I right in saying, Claire, this is the only group class you still teach apart from Pilates Gym? So I teach some of my pre and postnatal group classes yeah. as well. And I have one spring wall class that I've hung on to because I love spring wall so much. <laughs> I can't let it go. I absolutely love it. So I do that. And then our online Zoom class. Yeah. And what is it about the class that's kept you wanting to do it? What do you get, get out of it? A lot of it for me is the people, is the community that I'm teaching, not just the thing that I'm teaching. And the relationships that we've all built together in in all of those classes, because it is a community and I know everybody so well. So I know before people do something, what it is that they're going to do and Mm. I can cue them and support them. And yeah, and And so I I get a lot out of it. And I think you and Rachel go back many, many years. I know this from class. So can you tell me a little bit about how you met? Was it through Pilates? It was, wasn't it? Rachel's going to be better at telling the story (laughs) than I am. So it will have been just over 16 years ago. My daughter's just turned 16. And we met at Inspired Exercise, (laughs) which is Claire's previous uh, business title. And uh, at a, a gym, we did some Pilates classes. And... It was this, it was a postnatal class. It was, yeah. And the rule was, you don't touch your baby. Your baby goes in the car seat. If the baby cries, we turn the music up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, 
okay, this is a woman with parenting style quite similar to what I would aspire to. <laughs> and if your baby was having a bit of a cry or a bit of a grizzle, you, you weren't even allowed to look around. Claire would just scoop the baby up and be like, you carry on with that. You need to keep going. So I think what I learned from that is how serious Claire is about exercise, how serious she is about us um, training our bodies to be what they need to be for life mm. and how particularly for women whose bodies change so much whether you have children or don't your body changes so much we need a body that is, it serves its purpose um, and we just for pramicize in the park oh my gosh, Claire, in the rain fun. it's December says Claire bring your changing mat for your baby you'll be lying on the floor in the bandstand <laughs> doing mat work she says yeah. bring an extra water bottle you'll be going up and down the hill pretending it's weights it just what I really remember from Claire all those years ago is this innovative and really exciting ways of using everyday stuff to get us what we needed without huge expense and without fancy equipment and, and that really hasn't changed. It hasn't and of course we had to implement all of that again during Covid didn't we and I think in those early days when we were doing classes with babies there I, there was this tiny window and pocket of time where you could actually get some exercise for yourself and it just was such a priority I couldn't you, you, you needed to make it count. You know, we were even in primary size, it's your workout, make it count because our time is so limited, it's narrowed down and it was just super important. So yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think that you're right, Rachel, it still carries through today, doesn't it? So this is our 16th episode of the podcast and each one has covered a different theme. So what I'd really like to do now in today's episode is ask a question per theme of, of the, the episodes. So we're going to start with episode one, taking it right back to, to earlier on this year, which was about those aha moments when we finally got Pilates. So I'm going to pick on Mel for this one, because I know you can be a bit of a sceptic like me. <laughs> when would you say you finally got Pilates? Was there a moment or was it over a period of time? Um, I think it's definitely a period of time because obviously I've not been for a while now and then I've come back and I've gone, oh yeah, this is why I love Pilates. <laughs> and I do it, we all do it. We go on holiday for a couple of weeks and then we come back and we think, oh my gosh, I love Pilates. Why do I have weeks off? Why do I not do it while I'm away? So yeah, definitely that. And obviously I've got like various hip conditions. So um, self-care for my hips and my back and actually not having back ache um, because I do Pilates regular and the backache goes away. So yeah, as soon as I stop, it all comes back. Mm. I think that really resonates <laughs> a lot. I wish you could see Claire's face. Mm, yes, well. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yes, I'm always right. Yes, yes, most of the time. And I admit when I'm not. And then in episode two, we talked about self-care and you mentioned it already, Mel, because it's so important. And to me, I shared the way I implement lots of different self-care and I shared some different ways. Can you share now with us, Joel, what you do for self-care or how you fit it in? Yeah, obviously it's Pilates. It's mainly how I do self-care. So I, I've been coming to the Tuesday night class for a few years now. And um, like we were talking about earlier, it's kind of always, it's the last thing to kind of go it's the most important thing and whatever i'm doing even like tonight one kid was sick one kid just got a bee sting we've got an ant 
infestation pouring out the kitchen and I was like, see you later, I'm going to Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it has to be done, it has to be done. Because if you have the weeks off, you ju- I just feel it. I feel it physically and I feel it mentally. So my Tuesday night class is kind of my, my core thing that I always do. And then I try and fit bits and bobs in the, the pelvic, um, whole body, pelvic health class I do. And the short classes in that have been really useful because I can fit them in in a lunch hour or I just skive in between meetings and just take half an hour and do those. So that's really good. Um, so yeah, bits of bits of Pilates, and then you know I squeeze other bits and pieces in. Try and do some walks, try and get some fresh air, try and fit in some Netflix as well. Brilliant, <laughs> and it works so well when you schedule it, doesn't it? That yeah. everybody knows that Tuesday night is your non-negotiable class time. Isn't yeah, it? even when people, you know, on the WhatsApp chat, like when when we all going out, I'm like, I can do any night except Tuesday. Can't do Tuesday. Really? So always thinking the five years since I've done Pilates, I think. There's literally only been one night where I've gone, oh, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it. And that's when I've been, you know, too ill or whatever. Um, even when I'm feeling really rubbish, I think, well, I'll just do it. I'll just do it and I'll just, you know, do a bit of a half effort. Um, and, you know, but when, when you get there, you don't because you're enjoying it. And you actually, yeah. you do, you know, you put your all in. We quite often say that, don't we, is that you yeah. come to the class and you think, oh, can I really be bothered? And at the end, how often we've so all gone, you know, I'm so glad I came. So you never better. regret coming. Never. What about you, Anita? What's that regular practice that we talked about in episode three brought to you? Um, start off, it was a very well-timed class to get out of bedtime, so it was an exciting treat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we can all, all agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was delightful. But then you start realising, actually, you feel better because of it, and you can move better the next day. And if you did another class in a couple of days' time, you kept feeling quite good. And then you notice by going on holiday, you feel awful <laughs> next week. So you realise actually what doesn't feel like, it's not a hardcore gym programme where you're being shouted at, well, you are slightly being shouted at, but <laughs> it's not hardcore. You're not doing, um, you're not doing strenuous stuff, but it's, it's working so hard within you. It's so effective for what you do do with it. Um, and and the, the benefit you feel because you feel good makes you spur on. So you have to keep going to keep feeling that good. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that resonates with other people as well, doesn't it? Everyone's nodding here. And then we went on to talk about the changes brought on, brought about by COVID, and that was our episode five, one of which, of course, was our Pilates classes all going online. And I think I'm just about recovered from that, (laughs) and I'm seeing the sort of positive elements of that. And what have the virtual classes been like for, for you, for all of you? Well, I love them to start with because my daughter came and did Pilates with me. Oh, so yes. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday nights was because I was working full time, and she was in the house on her own. And actually, Tuesday night was Pilates night, mm. and she came, and we managed to rig up two cameras, and it, that was for me was just a total joy. Is introducing Pilates to her and watching her move. She's a, a proper dancer, much more able to move than I am, but just interesting yeah. watching how that changed her dancing. Actually, so mm. you can't start too young. That's for sure. Anyone else? Mm, I think doing the classes was a lifeline in that mm-hmm. first lockdown. Mm-hmm. I remember because the first couple of weeks, you know, we obviously everything just got cancelled. And then the first time we did it, I think I cried all the way through class because I was like, oh, oh my God, it's just something, yeah, something else other than just working and looking after the kids, which is basically yeah. all anyone was doing because you know, we were trying to do two full-time jobs, essentially. 100%. And the truth for me is that it was a lifeline for me too. I don't think that 
going through that time, I would have coped in the way that I did if I didn't have a purpose and knew that what we were doing was important to all of you and it just kept me going and kept me in a routine and having that stability and doing you know what I do best and being creative and innovative like you were saying Rachel you know using the props and get getting my brain going as well and being in community you know us all having a gin and tonic after class yeah, on a Tuesday yeah, night was yeah, such yeah. a treat you know it felt like we were still living and I think that that was really huge for me. I think you did really well to notice things that we were doing wrong through the oh, camera on the time yeah. screen. Oh, yeah. And very really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You do see the eyes, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you? You managed to twist um, your words about how to correct ourselves into our home language. Because here yeah. you would just touch a shoulder or touch... A, you had to verbalise yeah. it, didn't you? Mm -hmm. um, but you still managed to find the way to articulate it the way it went in for me anyway yeah, so. yeah agree. and you always know when Claire's talking to you yes. even if she doesn't say your name oh my god feel to a subject very close to my heart which was in episode six and seven we were talking about pelvic health and this is you know really become more and more a strong passion for me and I'm wondering from those of you that have done little bits of the pelvic health work with me and my online course what have you learned about doing pelvic health what's been the eurekas or what have you learned that maybe you didn't know before um, one thing that I learned was just like a few small movements quite often really worked for me. So I was telling Mel just a minute ago, like when I took the boys trampolining, uh, before I did the trampolining, I just sat down and I did some like um, like leg circles, with yeah, the yeah, yeah. you know, when you kind of loosen up the hips a little bit before and that just made sure that I was going to be okay doing the trampolining. And so it was just like, you know, two, three minutes, but lots of those like little things, I think. I feel like we should celebrate the trampoline. <laughs> that's fantastic because that's one of the biggest fears because as mums, we all end up at some kind of trampoline party or something and there's a child that needs rescued and there's no way of not trampolining. So I know that that's a big deal and to have that positive experience that you know what to do to prepare and you can just trampoline and it's not a big deal that's so cool even for people that haven't done the course i know from coming to your classes i've still learned about yeah. pelvic like it never would have occurred to me before has, has anyone else found that oh yeah well just how it well it underpins everything doesn't it and i think you've obviously known this for years claire and you knew it without knowing you knew it mm. and then you that feels to me you had the courage to start saying it out loud yeah. and everyone's cottoned on to this is this is it this is how we, as women, continue our lives fruitfully without worrying about how we're going to walk, are we going to be in pain, what's going to happen if we go on the trampoline. Um, and the more we can spread that word, the more people can live fruitful lives without worrying. And for me, it's that worry. If you take the worry away, well, mm -hmm. then automatically that tense stuff goes mm -hmm. and then... You're, it's a massive burden on women's shoulders that you, you can constantly have on your shoulder this voice and this little questioner, am I going to be able to do this and what's going to happen if I do that? And 
thinking about the future, what's going to happen through menopause, what's going to happen post-menopause, all of these things. And we do need to, like you say, have the conversations more openly. And it does feel, sometimes I, I feel like I'm scared when I go out and say these things because it's so different to the norm mm. of the conversations. You know, Sophie sent me a photo just last week of a poster somewhere where we would like to think that they were doing something else other than just putting a poster up to say how to do pelvic floor exercises because this one size fits all standardized pelvic floor exercises no matter what's going on with your pelvic floor just makes no sense and we need to question that it's interesting because what i learned when we interviewed elaine yes. in uh, i can't remember what number episode episode five or six yeah was that even if you feel like you're okay now, you might not yeah. be in the future. We so have it's to like an insurance. Yeah. 100%. I talk a lot about thinking about your future self. So do now teach your daughters what you didn't know so that they're preparing throughout their entire life for a healthy pelvic floor and a healthy, balanced whole body, not just it's one piece, isn't it? Mm, and really closely linked, I think, because I think I've learned this from you, Claire, to pelvic health, is breathing, which mm. we covered in episode eight. And this was the episode where we didn't think we would fill oh, an episode. Not. We thought, what are we going to talk about? There's not going to be enough. And it turned out there was absolutely loads to say on breathing. And I really want to pick on Rachel because I always used to be next to you in class. And I can remember when we might have had a breathing cue, I could always hear you doing really good breathing that sounded like you were doing it right that I never was <laughs> how for you does breathing help you with your Pilates practice well a lot of that came from from Claire I, one of Claire's business model sort of key successes that if clients are breathing they're more likely to come back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that um, but it was the, the there is no right and wrong way to do it you just need to breathe if you can't think what else you're doing just just do something yeah and then for me, if I couldn't quite work out what I was supposed to be doing, I would think, well, if I'm moving against gravity, I'd breathe out. And if I'm moving with gravity, I breathe in. Because that just worked for me And I, because I like rules. And I got a rule and I went, right, I'll go with that because I'm not thinking about what I should be doing. I'm just getting on with the exercise. But one of the, I suppose, moments for me where bridging started to really work mm. and roll-up really started to work was when I let go and we're not so old pilates was cling on cling on squeeze 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 and what i've learned through pilates in the last 15 years for claire is that actually pilates is let go let go let go mm. and actually breathing out just lets things go in a positive way. yes and um, so that's that's just what was going i've just learned loads from you <laughs> then in last week's episode i horrified claire by saying that i didn't like bridging just didn't like it i wonder if i've not been doing the breathing not doing the letting go problem. i have loads of problems bridging and i was even go. last week i was like god i've been doing pilates for like yes. years and years why can't i do a bridge it's so like it's just like one of the core things see if you're holding your breath because you'll be worried like, about yeah, it maybe. i wonder if you hold your it took but it, how many years claire how many years bit. of private private um sessions together did it take for you to sort <laughs> 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 Oh. What we also have to remember is like how much time are you spending in your everyday life moving in different ways and you come and do bridge maybe 10 reps once a week. Mm -hmm. It's relative, isn't it? It's relative. And what I always say to even to my student teachers is 
as long as you're looking for the right thing within the exercise, that's the goal. It's not perfection. There's not an end point. We're not going to go, ta-da, we've done it. <laughs> we might do some <laughs> well. Okay. It's, are you in your, are you curious in your movement, in your experience of the movement in your body, looking for the, the right thing? Are you looking in the right direction? If mm. you're thinking, this is a glute bridge clench lift, mm. you're looking yeah. in the wrong place for your bridging. Okay. Oh, I've learned something new. Oh, there's always a revelation or two, isn't there? <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> and that leads me on really nicely to my absolute favourite episode, which was the hack. Because we all know that Claire absolutely loves the hack. Hack for Pilates and a hack for life. Uh, and she, you always reveal a multitude of hacks during a class. I'm not sure you have tonight, actually. And so... <laughs> I just want to know from everybody here because I think we've all heard a Claire hack. What is she? The clothes? Have okay. we mentioned the clothes? Have you, has that been revealed? I haven't done the clothes. Well, Claire, you're going to lose a whole load of followers. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, your life hack to do with clothes? Well, it's it's just sensible. It's time-saving. It's energy-saving. And now I'm going red in the face because I'm slightly embarrassed, but a lot of people already know this. I actually plan out my clothing for the week so that I'm varying what I'm wearing and not just wearing the same outfit all the time. And I just fold it up, lay it out, underwear and socks and all, in a basket ready for the week ahead. So I have all of the week's clothing. I ask the little device at home what the weather's going to be like <laughs> so that I know what to expect and I just lay it out in a basket ready for the week. So I now have taken away all of that energy and decision-making process from the rest of the week. I've done it one time. So I've saved time, I've saved energy and there's lots of studies around decision-making. It's why high performers wear the same sort of clothes. So if you look at like Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, lots of people out there in the, you know, personal growth or big business field, they have the same grey t-shirt, blue jeans or whatever it is that they have every day in the week. So they're not wasting time, energy, because I've got too much to do to spread the word of pelvic health to be then wasting time deciding on clothes. So I batch lay out my clothes for the week there you go thanks what you, you i shoot my clothes <laughs> you shared it. No, you shared it because i always think what if you change your mind in the morning i why just would you, why would you want the weather, so, the weather i am too tired and grumpy in the morning <laughs> to, to change my mind if i change my mind i change my mind it's all good i'm not yeah. beholden to that pile but that time that I've spent on a Sunday prepping for the week means that every morning I have 15 minutes to do Pilates. Oh, Claire is doing a happy day. <laughs> Any other hacks that we can remember? I can only remember the egg story. <laughs> <laughs> That's that egg story went on for years. Because Claire always tells if we're doing an exercise in Pilates yeah. that we might be slightly struggling with, we get a story. Tell us the story. Just about the egg that went missing. And it just, <laughs> and it just distracts us every time we're doing something. That's obviously, you know, you need a bit more grit to get through it. Then the egg story would come out about the missing egg that she brought for a lunch and she still can't find it. Don't know what it. happened to that egg. <laughs> it must be in the building somewhere because obviously, you know. So it's 
So the, the egg star is the story that helps us to get through. I'm loving that. That's really old. I feel like it's about five years old, that story. We still. The other hack that I remember that I didn't mention in that episode, and I don't know if you still do it, so I'd be interested to know. You started talking about pillows in one of the classes. Yes. That is a revelation. I have changed my pillows. Go on. Go on. I have two. I don't have two pillows. Why did you have two pillows? And it's an author. Orthopedic. Orthopedic, yeah, it's an orthopedic pillow that's quite relatively yeah. flat. Yeah. yeah, mine's really flat, like a pancake. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I've stopped crossing my legs. Yeah, don't cross legs. No, I'm quite good now. Occasionally, I think for a treat, I'll allow myself. <laughs> 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 don't tell her, don't But yeah, I used to sleep lying on my front with my feet crossed at the ankles, only oh. one way over the other. And now I'm like, no, can't sleep my feet crossed anymore. Not. No, I really am so impressed. Yeah. We get gold stars, Claire. Gold stars, all right. <laughs> I, I, first of all, I want you to explain about the pillow and then the cross legs. Like, what? Well, what, here's what, the thing. Why? Just, with the cross leg, you're just creating an imbalance in your body. Anything that you do in a for a fixed period of time where you're not moving isn't ideal. We should be moving all the time. We're stood here and we're all fidgeting and moving all the time because our body is designed to move all the time, even in sleep. Mm. And when you're putting this so often we just automatically fling a couple of big fluffy pillows on our bed without mm. thinking what that's doing to our posture when we're sleeping if you do pilates and you have got your head on top of your spine and you've got good posture everybody stood up and got two inches taller there <laughs> but if you're if your posture is such that you are you have got your head on your spine why would you then have some giant pillow or two underneath your head when you went to bed it makes no sense so why do we have pillows? It's just a habit. We've just got into a cultural bias to having pillows when actually we don't need them. You don't give your babies pillows. So when do you start suddenly giving mm. your child or yourself a pillow? There's no logic there at all. Yeah, interesting. So I just want to talk a little bit about language, which was the next episode. We talked about various names of the exercises can each of you say what your favourite exercise is in Pilates? The swan. Oh! Because yeah. it's so graceful, isn't it? What makes you... Uh, I don't know, that's just the one that springs to mind, really, is the, the swan. swan. Oh, can I tell you which one I don't like? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I don't like jackrabbit. I just oh, don't like no. jackrabbit. But I, but I don't like anything planky, you know. I, anything planky, I really, really enjoy. <laughs> I like thread needle. That's such oh, a good spine yeah. twister. Yeah. Really ring it out. Brilliant. Yeah. How about you, Anita? I like on the foam roller with the legs in the air because that feels a bit fun. Mm. You know. Oh, the, the yeah, the legs and the bicycle mm. thing and stuff. And on the oob, we used to do this running thing on the oob. Mm. Oh, oh yes. 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 Like that. Oh, love that. What was the one we used, to do? we used to do something like a dirty dancing style? Oh, oh the yeah. music. What was that? Oh, the wind, oh like, we the did. Oh, 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 yeah. The lead. The lead. Now, ladies. So, if you know, you know, at the end of dirty dancing where they do the lift, so we would do the lift on the spine corrector or on the oeuvre mm. or on the mat or wherever we were doing it. Yeah. And it was inspiring. And I think when we... You put the music yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You did. You put the music on. <laughs> I think we did 
round the world one mm. week, but we did it to ghost train or something. We were doing some sort of Michael Jackson uh, week, and we decided <laughs> 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 we were going to make anything news. to get you all motivated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Shall I? <laughs> so, Joe mentioned about feet and crossing feet, and we. Moving on to the next episode, episode 11, we talked about why our feet matter. And actually, I think it's been one of our most listened to it's been episodes. Amazing. And even though it started off as another one where we were like, mm, can we do a whole episode about feet? And now Claire's gearing up for part two. We're going to have to do a part two. <laughs> What's the biggest thing you've learned about the importance of feet in Pilates? Well, oh, yeah, start with your feet. How I think how crunched up mine were. I didn't think I realised. Oh my how gosh! Crunched, yes. I know crunched up my feet were, and then I think you gave me a toe band, and then you gave me these exercises to do at home, and I was properly do, properly doing that. I was doing my homework, <laughs> properly doing my homework, and then I came back to here, and we had to like a Monday morning gym, and I had my feet on the the board springboard thing, and you just looked at my feet, you went, oh, Rachel, your feet. <laughs> I know. They look much wider than they did before. <laughs> and I hadn't realised how scrunched mm-hmm. up my feet were. Stop I'm looking at Rachel's feet. <laughs> what had you been doing, Rachel? When they were just all close together. Oh, they were. Oh, and then yeah. actually, they've just Shoe shaped. Yeah, there's space between every toe. My bun- I said I've got no problems with my bunions. Your feet look amazing. And Claire was like, bunions we are making. That's not what she said. And had me wiggling my big toe. My, um, my, I talked to my brother, I went, I've, I've stopped my bunions out. He went, no, you haven't. I said, I have. Let me show you my feet. So, yeah, all this stuff to do, all, this, all the um, surgery refer, get referred for, or, um, you know, operations and stuff. Actually, most of it with Pilates, if you just relax the muscles into the position they're supposed to be, let the tendons sit where they're supposed mm-hmm. to be, huge amounts of it just goes the body's designed to heal if it's given the environment to do so yes so yeah Mm. what about other people anything else on the on the feet just the spiky ball industry it's amazing Uh, how relaxing that is mm. just right and i'll do it every night on the end just on on the the floor and you just think that's really sort the day out by just just letting that sensation go through your toes Mm. yeah and i think there's a big improvement like when you know you do bird on a branch yes. oh. and guys like spread every toe at the beginning i was like i can't spread, every toe. <laughs> spread the big toe and then all the others just fit yeah. together yeah. and now i'm like oh i can do it like someone sent around on the pelvic health um facebook page a video of someone like playing the piano or doing something weird with their toes and i was like i think i could do that give it a few <laughs> <laughs> no way no way not yet but soon <laughs> yeah and that I can remember when Claire first started talking about toes and I handed out the, the toe bands and I'd never really thought about feet before. And exactly what you were saying, Jo, I remember looking being like, oh, yeah, they're a bit scrunched up. Well, they, they don't do that. And then Claire said, actually, they should be able to do what your fingers mm-hmm. can do. Revelation. Revelations. And they look better, don't they? They do look better. Everybody's got fabulous feet. And I'm very impressed with all the homework that everybody's doing as well. (laughs) (laughs) And then we went on to talk about our favourite props and the props that we use in class. And I mean, my favourite prop is definitely the oeuvre. I think I was just saying today that I actually don't remember a time before 
we had the oeuvre because I couldn't be without it now. And it's a relatively new thing. It's not even really a Pilates thing, but it makes so much sense to integrate it into our work. Anything that we can do to help people move better, and it definitely does that. And uh, Sophie revealed in the episode that we did, it was, was it number 12, Sophie? No, it was the last one. Was it the last one? Yeah. Okay, and you love the spine corrector. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about all the props. And what's your favourite props? Because that's basically the class that we do, isn't mm-hmm. it? So what, what's your favourite prop? I love the soft foam roller yeah. and all the manoeuvres you can do mm-hmm. whilst on it. And then when you come off it, you feel like you've got a an arch of space that wasn't there. Um, Just the difference that makes. I love the foam roller too. I love, yeah, I remember at the beginning of lockdown, I was like, my foam roll's too hard, I hate it, I can't do any of the exercises. And now I'm like, I don't know why I couldn't just lie on it before, but I couldn't, I literally couldn't lie on the thing because it was so rock hard. But now, my, I guess my body's softer. Correct. <laughs> it's still quite hard, but now, and now I like it. I like the level of support. and. I think, yeah, so I do like foam roller, but I also just love spring wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oof, oof for me. Yeah, we used to always didn't we? Because oh, it'd be, yeah. Claire would be like, oh, it's going to be the oof tonight, and you'd be like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she'd say, oh, it's going to be the foam roller tonight. Oh my god, I don't want foam roller. It's too hard. Oh my gosh, it's like herding cats. <laughs> because I can remember, I think you. When the Ouve came out, the, the name of the class yeah, was Ouve. That's right. Yeah. We went from being advanced people. to Ouve. Yeah. <laughs> Move Matt class. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And we just used the Ouve every week. Every we used week. to lie on it, balance on it, everything. Groove of the Ouve. Yeah, you need to be on the groove <laughs> of the Ouve. <laughs> How about you, Rachel? So I think the Magic Circle has made a huge difference for me and you loads with it but particularly getting my hips and knees aligned when I feel I'm not it won't let me do the exercise wrong basically yeah. and um, I I love the way that you can be so imaginative with the magic circle yes. um, and do so many different exercises with it so I'm I'm a big magic circle fan. Has anyone bought stuff for home since? I've got an entire wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> What have you got, Mel? It's just the spiky balls, the soft ball, the Franklin the, ball, the Franklin ball, the two orange ones that you can put under the hip bones. Oh, they're really comfy. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Even like a block, got a block, a mat, a mat case, even just a rolled up towel, yeah. and a couple of tins of soup. Little weights, My, um, little weights, yeah, not just a good My lightsaber. Claire said, Right, you're gonna need a dowel, you're gonna need a fishing rod. Oh, yes! Fishing rod. And you snapped it. I snapped it. I looked in the corner of the room and went, There's a lightsaber there, that'll do. The things that showed up as props during lockdown was hilarious scooters, and somebody used like a little truck with you know like a kiddie's toy truck and every time she put her foot on it it would make noises <laughs> and flashlights and stuff it was brilliant oh. i remember you doing a christmas class on a just on a chair was it weird just on a chair oh yeah was probably. it sarah, sarah was yeah, just, just on, on a normal you know hardwood dining room chair right this is your equipment for today and you're thinking oh, what are we gonna do with just the most amazing class. I was at that class. It was brilliant, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You're right. It was a, and Claire did one just with a towel. 
Yes, mm. that's right. So we did. Gosh, we did a lot yeah. during lockdown. So the other thing for me with lockdown, and Mel and I would just sharing war stories of this is the being hunched over mm. the laptop we talked mm. about i don't know everyone's nodding mm. and episode 13 was about tech next i'm going to turn around and show you my hump <laughs> from leaning over basically from not moving enough working at home so coming to pilates at least once a week and, and doing some practice in the week has really helped me to not be a hunchback as my husband says. He's <laughs> <laughs> so nice, isn't he? He's so nice to <laughs> Supportive. And <laughs> but what's Pilates helped you to do kind of in life or to do better? I think it's uh, for me because of my hip problem, it's um, just movement um, with my back because before I used to be getting a lot of sciatic nerve problems, a lot of back problems, lower back problems. So, yeah, being able to move more freely around my hips and my back. And then I think the same as you. I remember laying on the foam roller and just screaming as, as, as my shoulders tried to, like, prise themselves apart. Yeah. It was just a nightmare. So, yeah, it's just simple things like that, really, is just being able to spread your body, spread it out a little bit more. Yeah. No, I could back. Can he, with that. Even it out as well. Yeah, he's older now, but my son I used to carry just on one side. Mm. You get in that habit, and then oh, you yeah. you find yourself yeah. on a tilt, and then you can't you can't even walk straight once yeah, the child's yeah. not there. So it sorts all that out. It takes a bit of time, but it does sort you out, doesn't it? And when it helped me a lot when I was pregnant with my second, I was going to the gym, um, so Pilates gym every week with Claire, and we were doing we were doing that squat um, on the spring wall. I was due date plus eight I think and I was there doing my squats wow. yeah. and she was amazing first pregnancy I had loads of pelvic girdle pain and I was you know basically a total weakling and you know I really had loads of issues and then second pregnancy didn't have any pain at all and to be honest I think I was the strongest I've ever been and I think that all it continues like I'm still the strongest I've ever been and I feel the fittest and healthiest I've ever been even though like I had a few injuries I had a shoulder issue and a few bits along the way but yeah, I feel much better now than even when I was, like, you know, a young person. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you came to do the gym, you were so determined that that pregnancy was going to be different. Yeah. And, yeah, and it definitely was. And that's kind of why I came to Pilates, because after my first, I was like, I've got all, I've got all these problems, you know, I feel like I'm falling apart. I was only, like, you know, early 30s, so why was I, why, why, why were all those problems yeah. happening? And it's because I was... I just basically didn't really do any exercise in those days. I was like, I'm pregnant, I don't need to do anything except put my feet up. <laughs> that was an error. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? I think Pilates has taught me that pain isn't normal, but actually we have control over pain. So not that painkillers are wrong or bad, but, but actually if your body is hurting, it's because something is imbalanced, not quite right. We're not standing properly. You've been sitting with your legs crossed at the desk for six hours at a time, so you've put pressure on a joint and that's why it happens so actually we shouldn't put up with pain but then neither should we rush off and think that there's a quick fix there is no quick fix to it what the slow fix is is retuning finding out where you're out of balance and we've all described haven't we the oh it was really hard on the lying on the bottom oh this was really painful but we all push through because what we learned through claire is that you know what if it doesn't feel right now, that's because your body needs to mould and shape and change. And part of the only way that's going to happen is by coming to the class and doing mm. and doing 
the stuff and um, feel the benefit, Claire. Yeah, feel, feel the, the benefit. benefit. <laughs> and it's cumulative, isn't yeah. it? It's so important to remember, like with the fact it isn't a quick fix, it's cumulative. And like so many of you said already, you know, when you have a holiday, you notice the difference and you miss it. And that's because you've built up the resilience and that cum cumulative benefit. And so finally, we moved on uh, to talk about community and community is super, super important to me. And we had lovely Joe on to talk about community and how important the Chapel Island Pilates community is and how important our, our sort of broader community is. And I'm intrigued to hear from all of you about what does it mean to you to be part of the, the community that I created here at Chapel Island Pilates. For me, it feels there's no super women. It's one of the few things I do where there's no competition. There's no one trying to outplay anyone. There's nobody trying to be the best. And you know what? I think actually the virtual classes have really helped with that because you can't see what anyone else is doing. <laughs> so partly you don't know if you're doing it right, but also there's no, oh, they're getting that leg lower than I am. Mm, oh, uh, yeah. That for me has been, it was, it was never like that, but actually just thinking this is about as each being in a, it's like you say Claire it's whatever you need to do today whatever your body needs for you today and so that for me is just so wholesome because I've just it, it's so different to most of the parts of my life mm. and I think it is like every, every week somebody would have a bad week you know everybody take it in turns to have a bad week so nobody really ma it didn't really matter to anybody about what type of week they were having because they knew well it was me last week who had the bad week and you know, not being able to do, um, get in the positions that you want to get in or achieve what you want to achieve on the night. So, and I think um, as a, we, I think we became a community on a Tuesday night, didn't we? Mm -hmm. For sure with that and just actually laughing at yourself and laughing at <laughs> yeah, each other, yeah. basically. Because yeah. yeah. obviously we knew that certain exercises, who wasn't going to be able to do that? <laughs> <laughs> who wasn't going to be able to do that one very well? Because they've got an ankle problem or a wrist problem or, a, you know, a back problem. So, yeah. I think we just all got to know each other's sort of conditions or things that you wanted to improve on really and help and support with it. Well, laugh, laugh at yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> just laugh. Yeah, and it's nice it's the same people week on week, mostly. You know, there's a few rotation people, but that's what's really nice. You get to know people and um, it's not just going to some, you know, faceless gym and sort of... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, speak to anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just echo everything that you've just said. I've tried different classes as well within this, and not everyone does do the laugh at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I've let some rain it back in until I've engaged yeah. the room now. So I'm just like, ah, 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 oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've yeah, so, tried lots of different classes here as well, and I think you find something in every class that you go to. Yeah. There's nuances in, in different classes. So some of the ones maybe I've been to in the day, they might be a little bit quieter than the Quite ones we have. But you, it might be just what you need in, yeah. in that moment. But I think you find the class that works for you. Or that, I think yeah. that, yeah, I think that's what I've, I've done, definitely. But I, I totally agree with Mel. Like, oh gosh, we'll yeah. laugh at each other, but we cheer each other on. Yeah, like, yeah. if someone it's does an exercise that they haven't been able to do or, yeah. And we all know when Claire gives us the look as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I feel like I love the, the slight touch. Just move <laughs> Anita, Joe, Mel, Rachel, thank you so much for agreeing to come and chat to us tonight. It's been absolutely brilliant to see you all face to face. I think we've learned so much from one another and we've really enjoyed the class together too. It's been such a joy to be in the room together and I definitely feel very emotional as we come to the end of this episode because we've done class together and that feels really huge. Uh, and also just to to chat back through where this has all come from and the podcast began because of your inspiration. <laughs> so here we are. So Claire and I will be taking a break from the podcast during the summer and we'll be back with season two in September. In the meantime, please stay in touch. We'd love to hear your ideas for future episodes. And I'm always keen to hear the questions which you'd like Claire to answer. Thank you so much for listening. Recording this season's episodes has been an absolute joy and we have loved your input and ideas. Have a great summer, everyone, and see you all soon. I'm Claire Sparrow, a second generation Pilates teacher, and I've been teaching Pilates for over 20 years and practicing for even longer. I'm passionate about helping people take the lead in their own health and well-being. I'm Sophie Rugg, I'm a long-standing client of Claire's, and I'm going to ask all the questions you've been wanting to ask about how to achieve this. Join us as we chat after class to explore the wider benefits of Pilates in everyday life.